You are listening to Water Flying, a show dedicated to all things seaplanes. Brought to you by the Seaplane Pilots Association. My name is Steve McCoy. I'm the executive director of the Seaplane Pilots Association, which is the world's largest nonprofit advocacy organization dedicated to the protection and promotion of the water flying community. Climb aboard! We're about to start today's episode. Welcome back to Water Flying. I'm Abby Kellett, a flight instructor in seaplanes and assistant to the executive director at the Seaplane Pilots Association. I'm joined, as always, by Steve McCauley, Executive Director of the Seaplane Pilots Association. Yeah, and before we start this episode, we would like to thank our sponsors. And that's all of you, the Seaplane Pilots Association members, because your membership dollars help us achieve our mission of protecting and promoting the water flying community with your membership. So if you're not a member, please give us a call at 863 701 7979 again 863-701-7979 or you can join online at seaplanes.org and that's of course seaplanes s-e-a-p-l-a-n-e-s dot org so uh, please look us up and if you're not sponsoring us with your membership uh, please do so This podcast is just one of the ways we want to communicate with our members and the public. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email us at spa at seaplanes.org, or as Steve said, give us a call at 863-701-7979. Well, today we're joined by Kelly O'Donnell. She recently got her seaplane rating and is probably one of the most tenacious volunteers SPA has ever had the privilege of working with. And Kelly single-handedly recently just sent us over 200 updates to the Florida Waterways in the Water Landing Directory app. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. But, you know, there's still more work to do. Absolutely. And it's up to volunteers like you that have taken the initiative to make this happen so your accomplishment what you've done updating over 200 waterways in florida it's really not to be understated florida is one of the is the top state for seaplane pilots it's not one of the it's the that's right and it's home to the most spa members and lifetime members so having accurate information to provide to seaplane pilots in the water landing directory in this state especially is vital to maintaining positive perceptions of seaplanes in this area and keeping Florida primarily open for the most part to seaplanes yeah, and, and keeping and it safe. helping our members know mm-hmm. where and where they cannot land. So fun fact before we go any further is that, yes, Florida indeed has the largest seaplane pilot population in the country of the United States, more than Alaska. That may be hard to believe, but what you have to do is understand that we have a lot more people than Alaska living in our state. We have year-round flying on floats, and we have a really large number of seaplane training facilities, including the largest seaplane school in the world here in the state, so it's understandable. So, Mm -hmm. 
for those of our listeners who are unaware of the water landing directory, it essentially acts as the airport facility directory for land pilots. And it's available to members for free, but only SPA members. And this directory is really a vital resource in helping keep us, SPA, keep waters open to the seaplane pilots because it's crucial to our agreements with waterway managers, especially in the world of invasive species. So it's incredibly important that seaplane pilots know where they can land, where they can't land, where they shouldn't go invasive species wise. It's just so important pre-flight planning to consider your route and where you're allowed to go as a seaplane pilot. We like to imagine that we're just popping around and we can go anywhere we want and the world is open to us, but we, we have to be smart about it. So Kelly, where did this drive come from to update this much information well, I think there's a saying, something along the lines of, be the change you want to see. And that was kind of the saying I was following as I started this whole thing. Um, because I am a newly rated seaplane pilot and a new seaplane pilot association member. So, of Yay. course, I was excited to look into the water landing directory to see where I could go. And as a new seaplane pilot... I also saw some things that I thought might make it a little bit more easier to understand for me. And I'm hoping that some of these ideas that I've been able to talk with Abby and Steve about get incorporated into the app updates in the future. But I at least wanted to put together a baseline of updated information to work from. But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, don't give me too much credit because... I was able to update a lot of entries to at least get a more current last updated date, but there are still a lot of gaps that need to be filled. And, you know, maybe Seaplane Pilots Association or someone else would like to sponsor Abby and I to fly to these waterways (laughs) and make these necessary updates. I'm down. Yeah, she keeps asking for the keys to the Super Cup. (laughs) And I just want to say, Kelly, you get all the credit. So it's it's (laughs) you. It is all yours. Um, The chips are all in your corner. That's really just amazing what you've done. We know that it's taken time and a lot of energy to make what you've done happen. Yeah, I know the phone and our email was kind of going off the hook with Kelly when she started interacting with us. She was like, why isn't there more data? And why, 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 why? Kelly has her own folder in my email. So I have, I'm serious. I have a Kelly O'Donnell folder just for correspondence between us because I've given you a lot of stuff to think about and you've given the same to me. And I just, I'm really looking forward to continuing working with you. You know, there's there's something that's really important with this, and this is a conversation we had to have with Kelly in the beginning, was she was like, well, why aren't there all the waterways listed? And that's because there is no governmental agency that is currently listing where seaplanes can land and not land and all the information that we specifically need to know as pilots. And the big challenge here in the state of Florida, there are 7,440 waterways over 150 acres. And so it's a monumental task of us physically going through and doing this. And I tell you what, Kelly has really helped us make a dent in that. So can you give us and our listeners an idea of what exactly went into updating these waterways? Uh, I guess it probably took about, since I originally talked to you both and Mark Rassi, about three months of on and off work when I could squeeze this in between my other job and my kids and everything else we have going on. But um, basically, I searched 
multiple websites to get confirmation of the information I was seeing and looked at the VFR charts to verify some additional information, including maybe some new seaplane bases that weren't listed in the water landing directly director directory currently. And I wanted to look at things like, you know, was the address correct? Was that seaplane base even still in existence and contact information and, Again, if some of those businesses were even still open, because unfortunately I did find a lot that were closed now, not sure if that was due to COVID or not, but you wouldn't want people going and hoping they're going to a restaurant on a waterway and nothing is there that's open (laughs) for them to go to. And after talking with Mark Rassi and he was saying, oh, you can submit updates on each page. I was like, oh man, I'm already having too many. What do you think about me just putting it all on a spreadsheet and sending it to you. And he was like, okay, that works too. But I think he wasn't expecting to get this many updates. (laughs) (laughs) He said, by the way, we talked to him today and he said, by the way, give my best to Kelly and tell her I both really appreciate what she's doing and She's really making me work my tail off. <laughs> it's good, though. You know, it's dependent on on volunteer input to make it a living organism. The directory is meant to evolve. Yeah. And, and you know, again, just like we have to thank Kelly for all the work she's doing, Mark Rassi took this on as a volunteer as well, and he has done a spectacular job not only doing everything he's doing on the Water Landing Directory app, but he's also helping us take over and and reformulate the uh, field director network. I I just want to point out, I'm sorry, Steve. So Mark told me that every time we mention his name, I think he's trademarked his name. (laughs) We have to cut him a check. We have to cut him a check. And so... um, I don't, I don't know if we can say his name anymore. It's like he must not be named. Oh, no. He's actually, like we own his name. We own his name. That's <laughs> awful. That's awful. Good but, you know, to, to speak to what you said about volunteers, because I don't have my own seaplane and it it's almost impossible to find one that you can rent, there are still a lot of gaps in the different updates that I made because some of those pages have a lot of different entries, such as is there docker beaching availability and who is agency jurisdiction and what is the status of that waterway? And, you know, I think this is where some more people who have that more hands-on experience and are flying more often can actually help fill those gaps. If uh, our flight sponsorship doesn't. (laughs) No, I mean, you're right though. You're absolutely right. And even, you know, working here in central Florida, all of these lakes, every single one of these lakes should be in the water landing directory. Absolutely. But, but they're not because no. we we sort of know which ones we can go to, which ones we stay away from. That one has a power line going over the center that isn't marked and has no, you know, balls yeah. on it giving you any sort of idea that they're there. And so it's almost kind of a selfish thing. We know, but we should provide the information to other people, keep everyone else safe. Yeah, one of the, I think, traps that we get into as seaplane pilots and even within the organization here is there's a lot of this information that's tribal knowledge. Yes. And so I I just want to add something that I don't think we expected really to add on this, and that is if you remember, if you're a seaplane pilot, you know, you do have another resource other than the Water Landing Directory app, and that is your local field directors. No one knows your local water like your field directors, most of them own seaplanes and are flying very actively in their state. And so on top of 
referencing the Water Landing Directory app, reach out to one of the field directors if it's a state you're not familiar with and and ask them, say, hey, I'm coming to your state. I want to learn about what opportunities there are. I wondered about this waterway. Absolutely. It's all part of your pre-flight planning. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, we have this resource, this net nationwide network of field directors to help you. So, so don't, again, miss that opportunity to take that local knowledge. Definitely. SBA is providing, you know, the water landing directory. They've accrued all these people that have this knowledge of the area. But also, seaplane pilots need to take some responsibility. If you're flying in an area and you're familiar with the area, take a second to update the water landing directory and make it safer yes, for the please. people that visit. <laughs> yes. You know, if you have a seaplane, Kelly doesn't have a seaplane. She doesn't get to go and visit these different waterways and notice, you know, the power lines on the north side that you need to consider or a shallow area. But, you know, really just do what you can do to make it safer for everybody. And I think that speaks to what you and Steve both preach a lot about is safety. And this could be something that really helps with providing that safety information, especially if there are some sort of obstacles that you need to be aware of. And it would make it a lot easier if you can just read somebody else's entry that tells you about it versus seeing it yourself firsthand when you're trying to land. Yeah, certainly. And so what I want to also stress is that every single member of the Seaplane Pilots Association can make these changes. And so very neatly, if you scroll down to the bottom of each waterway page, you can submit every single person can submit a change request and from the home page, you can submit a ad waterway. And that's very important because, again, one of my frustrations is we know people are going to these other waterways that are not listed in the app across the country. And all someone has to do is hit that ad request or that modify request and just send us some basic information on which waterway you want to open. It's a very extensive form, but you don't have to fill out the whole thing. You can just give us something to start from. And as soon as we get that within 72 hours, we're qualifying and vetting that waterway to add it to the water landing directory. So the next time someone goes there, they know they have information. Absolutely. And we actually have a previous podcast where we talk you through exactly how you can update information and i think kelly you actually said that you you referenced it when you were doing your changes yep that's how i learned how to make these updates because at first i was like who do i just email about all of these questions i have and things that i think should be on there and then you guys had a podcast discussing just that and that's how i got in touch with Mark Rassi. That just worked out too well. So again, that podcast is season one, episode five, Where Can Seaplanes Land, where we talk with Mark Rassi, our chairman of the Water Landing Directory. He's also in charge of the field director and any updates that are going into the directory. He's really the the head guy for all that. So if you need any more information on helping us update the Water Landing Directory and any of that waterway information, you can contact Mark Rassi and we'll include his information at in the show notes of this episode. Yeah, so if you're not currently using the app or a member, a number again, we encourage you to become a member, but you can email Mark at wi.spadirector at gmail.com. And again, his email, which we'll put in the show notes, is wi.spadirector at gmail.com. And he is the one responsible for collecting all the information, doing all the updates, 
and um, logging the kind of changes we're going to make in the future to the app to update the technology to the next rendition. And so we have a, a constant list of stuff to develop. And uh, he'll add your your input into that as well. So, uh, Kelly, what are your future plans and what can we do to support you as a volunteer, I guess, is the big question. Well, do I get a shirt? (laughs) She emailed me this. (laughs) Kelly, Kelly, I give you two shirts. And a hat. And a hat. (laughs) Whatever we can do, whatever you need from us to support you as a volunteer. If you keep bringing us good work like you have been, um, yeah. I'll personally buy you shirts. And and I'll commit to us going on some uh, discovery missions in the Super Cup. Sorry, Abby. One more time. Your seat. No, no, no. Honestly, (laughs) I get it. I get it. So we'll go out. There's a whole bunch of waterways on my list. I actually have the Florida Atlas. I've been walking around with this huge DeLorme paper atlas of the state of Florida mapping out all the waterways that even though I'm a native and I've been flying seaplanes, I think in Florida since 1983, I have not been to so many of these 7,400 waterways and I have a huge list of ones I want to go to. So Kelly, you'll join me as we go to some of those waterways and get them, get them in the app. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. But you know, back to the volunteering thing, I think I'm going to have Mark pretty busy for a while. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Abby just happened to mention to me about um, possibly being a Florida Water Landing Directory volunteer coordinator. So we're going to be having some future talks about that. But I do also hope that once you start working on the app updates that I can participate by providing some comments as a beta user because – I'm really hoping that there's some like cross cutting across the different searches. Uh, like for example, when you looked at restaurants, it gave you the address of the restaurant, but it didn't actually tell you the waterway that you would be landing in. And huh. I think that you would have looked at your, your waterway, um, you know, your area waterway to go into. And if you clicked on one and once you clicked into it, it actually told you, is there a restaurant available? Is there training? Is there fuel? Versus having to go through each of those individual searches, that might make things a little bit easier. And, of course, my big goal is to see some sort of map with just a bunch of pinpoints everywhere. And you can, based on where you're flying, just click the pinpoint and that will bring up you know, is there a restaurant there? Is there fuel? You know, is it open, closed? And pretty much any information that you could want all in an easily visual presentation. Okay, here you go. So this is why it's really important for us to have these conversations. So if you go to the destinations and select a restaurant and you click on the restaurant, so you do see the list of restaurants with the address, but if you click on that, You'll actually get a map of where that restaurant is on the shoreline. So that wasn't always opening for me for some reason. So I don't know. Could have just been my phone using it. I'm not sure. But some more conversations that we could have about that. Yeah, it's so important to get this input. You know, if something isn't working and we need to take it to the developer and get it made better, like it's so important that people bring us this information because we wouldn't know. That there was an issue unless yeah. someone brought it and to so us. And so I like this, that we can actually have this conversation yeah, in this real is time. So, But when you said that, it really haunted me because I was like, 
I know that it does it this. Haunted you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I worked yeah, really hard to make sure that it does this. In, but I mean, I don't always know where that push pin is because if I'm not familiar, even, I mean, because Florida is a big state, so I may not know where that lat long is or where that push pin is. So giving a little bit extra information, maybe about like what county or city it's in would also help, at least in my mind, to be able to pinpoint exactly where that is. Yeah. yeah so yeah. just keep evolving the app. Well, well yeah, we'll have to have this conversation and we'll do that when we're going out and searching for waterways and figure out again. I mean, that's the kind of input we think we've thought of so much of this and you know, you, it doesn't matter what we think works. It, it matters what the user thinks. Exactly. Works. Exactly. And Kelly, we're really looking forward to giving you more responsibility, you know, um, and just bringing you more into this because you've shown that, you know, you're obviously a determined, reliable volunteer that we want to use and we want to appreciate and make use of in the future, which sounds really bad. Isn't <laughs> like we want to well, use you, Kelly. I mean, I have my own like goal behind all of this too, since I do plan to have my own seaplane business in the future. So I definitely want this to be something that will be easily usable for me when that time comes. Absolutely. Too. Because if you want your own business in seaplanes, why wouldn't you want to create a service like the water landing directory that is accurate and, you know, gives you good information because you've mm-hmm. done so much work to make it updated and to provide yourself. So it is, it's self-serving in a way that is going to make everyone else, it, but everyone else is going to benefit from it. So we still appreciate it. You can definitely, you know, make use out of the work that you've done in the future when you get your business. Yeah. You get a benefit from, from it now. I think one of the things that also Abby and I are working on, uh, which we've known has been long overdue is we're going to create some YouTube videos that actually walk people through the water landing directory app. I do a, a workshop on this at sun and fun and air venture and across the country. But I really think that people need to see all the different functionality that's in it. And maybe we'll give them a preview of all, there's about 80 different data fields that we use in the background as well for advocacy that the average user doesn't even see and how powerful this app really is. And again, the features are continuing to develop and there's so much more we want to do like moving maps and maybe photos and even we've been approached by U.S. Fish and Wildlife and the invasive species people about having the members be able to take a photo if they suspect an invasive species in a waterway that the member can take a photo in the app. Oh, wow. And forward it immediately to someone to evaluate whether there's an invasive species in the waterway or not. That would be so great. Yeah. I mean, I know I've done a lot of stuff with that through my day job and maybe it would be beneficial to get like a invasive species id sheet because i mean you might see a plant in the water but you really know if it's native or invasive well they actually don't want the members to take that on because they think there's they think so but what they want is a real positive identification and so what they've asked us is that we actually send them a photo for them to do the interpretation what you know to determine what it is so uh, we, we thought about that. We, we were going to ha- try to have the members ID it. And they were like, no, we, we really want one of, you know, someone who knows this inside now, a biologist to take a look at it and make the determination before they 
change their listing in the government databases. That makes sense. And then it also like helps inform all the members to just pretty much take pictures of various plants, (laughs) (laughs) you know, whatever you're seeing, because it might end up being something invasive. It's true. Definitely. Wow. So just, it's interesting kind of the ideas, because I've talked to other people and they all have, you know, well, this worked and, you know, I want this and this could be improved. And I just, I love all this information because it's just, it's going to continue making the app better and better. And that's just going to mean it's better for the users. Yeah. And as Abby has a chance to see, there are so many bits and pieces and moving things going on that unfortunately our members don't know about. And we, we're trying to do a much better job of trying to keep them informed, but there are the developing part. I mean, I get shaky looking at like the developing and it's, there is so much that goes into the app. I mean, I know that there is, there's a lot of work to be done and it, it has a future as it evolves, but it's really, there's a lot of work that goes into it now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Really. Your hard work is not going unnoticed. You are so appreciated. I will send you those two shirts. And you have earned this break from spreadsheets and phone calls. We look forward to jumping back into the work with you really soon. Thanks, Abby and Steve. Again, thank you for having me. And Steve, I can't wait to get in some more water landings with you and be able to provide some more updates. And Abby, I'm hoping that we can go flying out of Jack Brown sometime too. I'm looking forward to it, Kelly. Very good. Well, Kelly, thank you again. And also, I just want to throw out a quick shout out to Dave Hinch, who did an amazing splash in this weekend up at Eagle's Nest. They had over 100 airplanes up there. I'm still recovering from the sunburn. I'm very sunburned. (laughs) So uh, grass strip, a water landing area as well. Uh, Lunch, thank you, Whip Air, was sponsored by Whip Air. So thank Whip Air for all their support on that. And again, He's another one like you, Kelly. He's out there having these monthly splash-ins, providing our members with events to go to. Dave, thank you very much for all you do. I missed the event, and I was very upset about it. But, uh, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. So, hey, everyone, till next time, thank you for listening to the Water Flying Podcast. Please, blue skies, calm waters till next time, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. We are so glad you joined us today. If you like today's show, I highly encourage you to join the Seaplane Pilots Association and become a member of the largest seaplane community in the world. Members receive Water Flying, the only full-color glossy magazine dedicated to the seaplane community. And it's available in both printed and digital form. Your membership also includes access to the Water Landing Directory app, which has the Seaplane Flight School directory and a calendar of seaplane events, not only here in the United States, but around the world. The association hosts regular educational workshops, safety seminars, and gatherings for seaplane pilots and anyone with a passion for seaplanes. So look us up online at seaplanes.org. Join our community and support our mission of protecting and promoting water flying.